At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Very exciting times because March Madness is upon us. Selection Sunday. Check it off your list. And now uh, the basketball will begin on Tuesday. So today to talk about it, we are going to have a crossover with Will Hill, host of the New York City cast. Excited to get into all of the bracket and break it down a little bit. See where we think maybe there are some Cinderella's and maybe there are some number one seeds that are vulnerable, if you will. Before we get into all of that, I'm going to look just specifically at the L.A. teams, of course, before we welcome in Will. So UCLA, USC, and Cal State Fullerton, also the Los Angeles area. We're going to include them in the mix because a little shout out there. UCLA, number four seed, facing number 13 seed Akron in Portland on Thursday. UCLA ended up in the East region, which we'll ask Will what he thinks about it, but I think it's a particularly tough one, of course. UCLA alumna, of course I say that, but yes, we'll explain why. Uh, like I said, they opened as a 13 and a half point favorite, 14 at Bet Rivers now, total sitting at 129. That total is perplexing to me, and let's explore why. Akron, the MAC tournament champion, beat Kent State on Saturday night. They went 24 and 9. They most recently have been on an eight game, eight game winning streak. They have four players averaging double figures. Uh, they don't really have any tall players nobody averaging uh, what nobody taller than six foot eight uh, averaging more than 13 minutes a game so not necessarily a huge team which bodes well for UCLA but they did have the best scoring defense in the Mac and their number 24 scoring defense in the nation but when adjusted for pace their defense actually ranks one number 166 in the country so this might be kind of a good little first game if you will for UCLA now that said 
on VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network, the sports betting network. They hosted their bracket ba- breakdown betting show uh, as soon as the bracket was released on Sunday. So, of course, those are just initial thoughts, but that's actually when you get the best value on lines, right? Is you get them right away. And UCLA was one that a lot of handicappers pointed out as possibly having some value here, uh, getting 14 points with Akron. Now, do I think UCLA is going to blow them? Can they blow them out? Absolutely. We know that, right? They're the four seed versus the 13 seed. But Akron getting 14, you know, not terrible. This is the third school that John Gross, their coach, has brought to the NCAAs, also Illinois and before that, Ohio. In 2010, he led Ohio to the second round. And two years later, he had the Cinderella story, 2012 tournament, when Ohio made the Sweet 16. So this Akron team could have a chance. You know, they play slow. They like to get to the foul line a lot. And we saw UCLA versus Arizona, which, by the way, what an incredible game. What an incredible game that we got to watch in the Pac-12 championship. That just really set the tone for me for March because incredible on both ends of the floor. And honestly, not much more I could have asked for from the Bruins. I know you can point to a couple of things and say this is where they could have won the game, and I agree. But really great basketball on both sides. And Arizona just really, really talented bigs that, like, how do you how do you compete with that? You know? It was, it was really tough. And I thought UCLA did a great, great job. And they're playing really elite basketball right now. That said, they need to avoid that foul trouble that we saw, especially for their bigs, right? Miles and Cody, Miles Johnson, Cody Riley, um, dealing with some foul trouble in that game. And that really, I think, ended up costing it for UCLA. So they need to watch that, especially moving forward and first Akron. So that said, I'm just saying a lot of handicappers have said value on Akron. I get it. It's a double digit point spread here. But not a bet that I'm going to make on either side necessarily because I think UCLA should be able to handle this game. Total sitting at 129. This might be something where maybe I look at something in-game. I don't think I'm going to get a better number in-game for this one, to be perfectly honest. And the total sitting at 129, the total might be something bettable to kind of see how this opens up and how it looks. But I do think it's going to be really low scoring. So I don't know. The thing is, if UCLA blows them out, right, if they do cover this or whatever by 14 points, then how many points does that mean that they're going to be scoring? So maybe that pushes this over 129. This is a really low total, two really good defensive teams, two really slow pace teams. I lean under. I lean under on that 129, but we'll see. As for USC, they're a number seven seed. They'll face a number 10 Miami in Greensville, South Carolina. So SC playing in SC. The Trojans are a one-point favorite. Total sitting at 139.5. Now, Andy Enfield, I'm sure, was hopeful that they would be seated a little bit higher, but they didn't have a lot of top-tier wins. And I don't throw the word around that a lot of people do, which is that USC is a little bit fraudulent. Other words, not mine. But just that their record. This was something I talked about. If you go back, I have receipts now, which is unfortunate because most of the time me having receipts of, oh, I had a podcast about that show is people bringing up stuff you got wrong. But I did talk about how this SC team struggled with the turnover issue at the start of the season. I said, okay, I know it's the start of the season, but this we're getting into a couple weeks here. They had this 13 win streak to start it off, but I said, who had they really played? And now we're kind of seeing that come to fruition a little bit. Um, and UCLA obviously dispatching them in the semifinals of the Pac-12 tournament with not too much struggle, really. Uh, that said, I do think USC is starting to get a little undervalued here. I do think they win this. I do think they cover their one-point favorite versus Miami. Um, and if they do advance, they would face the winner of number two Auburn versus number 15 Jacksonville State. And Auburn is a team that a lot of people have talked about fading in this tournament, which is understandable with the way the SEC looked uh, towards the end here. But that said, that's going on in Greenville. And then Cal State Fullerton 
plus 17 versus Duke makes sense. It's the only other Los Angeles team to make the field. Uh, they're a number 15 seed in the West region. And again, facing number two Duke in Greenville on Friday. So shout out to Cal State Fullerton for making it in. I don't think they're going to upset Duke. But if there's a team that a lot of people are down on right now, it's Duke, right? They lost to UNC in that game. Uh, they go into their tournament and don't really impress again. So yeah, it's... it's uh, Duke is a very good team. They're a very good basketball team. I don't think Cal State Fullerton is going to beat them. They're a 17-point dog for a reason. Um, but I think a lot of people would be rooting for Cal State Fullerton in this one, unfortunately. Uh, before we move into Will and everything, uh, the Lakers and the Clippers, quick notes. The Lakers got mollywhopped by the Suns on Sunday. It was brutal. I'm glad I wasn't really watching it. Um, that's just the truth. Uh, it was. But Anthony Davis set to return to on-court shooting drills on Monday per Frank Vogel, and they will play the Raptors Monday as three-and-a-half-point dogs right now at Bat Rivers. And then the Clippers beat the Pistons by four on Sunday. Still kind of some back-to-this-start-of-the-season Clippers offense a little bit. Maybe not exactly, but just in terms of being lower scoring. Uh, they've kind of fallen off around the perimeter a little bit in this last week or so. But they are at the Cavs on Monday. They're six-point favorites. The total is 212. Third game in four days for them. They played Friday, they played Sunday, and they will play Monday. They haven't gotten their perimeter shooting back just yet, and I don't think you're going to get it when you play three games in four days. This is a perfect example of why this total is so low. They only scored 106 versus the Pistons. So yes, the total being this low makes sense. But is it too low? 212. That is, for an NBA total, that's one of the lowest I've seen in a while. So... Very interesting if that's something you want to bet on Monday night. But like I said, lots of basketball, college basketball kicking off on Tuesday with the first four games. Um, and you can find all these odds to bet on those games and more at Bet River Sportsbook. And now let's welcome in Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast. And I am, of course, if you're listening on the New York City Cast, Danielle Alvari, host of the Los Angeles City Cast. And March Madness is officially here. Selection Sunday went down. I was just telling Will that I just made some tea for myself. And now we are ready to spill the tea uh, of this bracket right here. And Will, I was happy to hear that you're also a tea drinker. You made the tea just so you could make that pun. So I hope it was worth it. Um... This is great. I mean, this is like Christmas morning when it's really like the couple days before Christmas when you know the presents are there, you know they're under the tree, you know they're somewhere hiding in the closet. You just want to unwrap them. Seeing all these lines is so much fun. <laughs> uh, the games are up. The brackets are out. It never gets old. It's really one of the most fun days of the year. The Thursday, Friday, the first few days of the tournament are great. So uh, I'm excited for it. So I'm just going to start off here with the different regions, right? And which one you think is the most difficult and which one you think maybe is the easier of the regions. For me, the East, which is actually where UCLA ended up, looks pretty tough here, right? We have Baylor as the one, which is not the best one seed, arguably, obviously. But Kentucky's in there as the two seed. Purdue is the three seed. Of course, UCLA at four. St. Mary's at five, which I think a lot of people just don't respect the WCC the way they should, and especially the St. Mary's team. I think they're going to be really dangerous. They're one of the best defensive teams in the country. There's Texas at six, Murray State at seven, UNC at eight, and then sneakily at 11 to Virginia Tech. So what do you think? Because for me, it's the East that's the most loaded. I think the one, I don't know him by region yet. Again, this is, we're doing this uh, a couple hours after. <laughs> um, the one with Arizona, Tennessee, that one's pretty loaded to me. Uh, that is? Because that's my lowest. 
Really? That's the I mean, South. I think that's my lowest. Arizona, what well, Arizona's the one, Nova's the two, Tennessee's the three. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. pretty good right there. Let me pull it up just yeah. so I have it accurately here. Um yeah, to me. So to I mean me, Arizona, that's a like one. you said, they could they could face Illinois for a rematch. Oh, yeah, they Illinois. played for Tennessee rematch. Um they have Houston in there. I loved watching Houston last year. Houston in the Sweet Sixteen. That was a fun team to watch, but they went down, of course. Yeah, to me, that's um, a really good region. Tennis Tennessee, I mean, mm. I, I thought Tennessee's underseeded at three. Now again, whether you're a two or a three, I think people spend too much time on it. But Illinois uh, is really good. I thought that was a tough draw for Chattanooga. Houston mm. is a five. I mean, Houston's been a top 10 team all country, and they get a five seed. That's tough for UAB having to play them. Uh, Arizona, yeah. we know how good they are. Tennessee could get to a Final Four. Illinois, I mean, that's a, that to me, Nova's kind of underrated. To me, that was the toughest bracket. I'm surprised. Um, you know, they, they kind of loaded that one up. Uh, in terms of the easiest one, I think Kansas got a pretty cake draw here. Uh, they get obviously pretty much the buy in yeah. the first round. San Diego State and Creighton round two, and neither of those teams really scares you. Uh, Providence is a really weak four seed. Did, did you see this? Providence is only a two point favorite as a four seed over a 13. <laughs> South Dakota State's taking a lot of money. Uh, I was not bad. I was pretty good. But again, if you get Providence, which I don't think you will, uh, you got to pretty much a buy. The second round game's not hard. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the two seed Auburn. Auburn is completely overrated. I don't like their guards at yeah, all. Yeah, the Midwest so, is is on the bottom so for me as to well. To me, Kansas got a cake draw. Yeah, the Midwest for me was low uh, with the South, and only because I guess more so the Midwest would probably be lower than the South for me in terms of the region, in terms of difficulty. But when I looked at like who got a cakewalk or whatever in terms of the one seeds, yeah. You're right with Kansas, but I don't think Arizona had it tough either. So for me, it's like the Midwest and the South were the easier regions versus the East and the West. I think that Gonzaga has a much more difficult path than last year. That's been discussed. Um, Baylor, obviously, a lot of people questioning whether they should even be the one seed, and it's understandable. Um, But it does seem like the East and the West are a little bit more loaded, at least, than the Midwest and the South. Yeah, I would agree. Gonzaga, uh, that, that's a pretty tough bracket. For once, Duke doesn't get a cakewalk. Duke usually, Duke usually gets this on the silver platter for them. They usually yeah, well, get we're such, over Duke now. We're, we're over Duke. I mean, that, there's something <laughs> wrong with that team. Um, and that and they did not have it easy here. They got Gonzaga as the one in their bracket. Uh, Arkansas is the four. UConn's the five. They're you know athletic. They're good on defense. They can't score. That's a tough. That's actually a tough first round matchup. New Mexico State. Arkansas is really good as a four. Texas Tech is a three. That's a that's a good bracket for once. I, I don't think Duke uh, will come out of that region. I don't think Duke will win at all. I think Duke's got a, a ton of issues defending. We saw him get beat pretty handily by Virginia Tech. You know, even Syracuse, Miami gave him games. We saw UNC Barry in the last game uh, mm. for Coach K at home. So uh, I, I don't think it looks pretty, too good here for Duke. So it's interesting you brought up UNC because one of the questions that I wanted to ask, obviously, too, was which team do you think may have underperformed slightly during the season but can win this whole thing if they show up? And for me, this might be UNC, right? I mean, they received the number eight seed in the East. They're going to face nine seed Marquette. uh, First round Thursday, Fort Worth. And then the winner can potentially face a second round game versus the defending title, obviously, here, Baylor. But the Tar Heels finished tied for second in the ACC, and a month ago they were projected to be a bubble team, and they really, really turned their season around and finished strong here. Um, they were, I think, the second-ranked team in the ACC behind Duke, and so I do think that they might be able to outperform a little bit more than expectations. Uh, don't take this the wrong way, but if you want, I'll book that for you. So just <laughs> let me know. You have my number, and I will book that. I will book your North Carolina future as much as you want. Um, I'll say Illinois. I, think I just Illinois said really outperform. I didn't say win at all. Oh, you're already walking it back. You're already walking yeah. it back. Um, I'll go Illinois. 
I think they're you know well rounded. They got the big guy. Sure. Offense, defense. Got a tough break last year having to play Loyola in the second round, which was not fair. I didn't think that was fair at all. Uh, so I'll say Illinois. Yeah, they've been kind of you know underwhelming this season, but I'll say Illinois. Yeah. Uh, which team do you think got just got a got a bad draw here? I put screwed here on my thing, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on my podcast. But which team got screwed here? Because we talked about UAB screwed. first of all. Yeah, Brutal UAB, draw that's a, to that's face a tough Houston. One. That's a tough one. Chattanooga having to play Illinois. That's a tough one. Mm. The AAC in general, Memphis is a nine. That was not a lot of respect. And again, you know, if you're UAB, you're a 12 seed. You got to play Houston, who I think is under seeded. That's a tough one. I didn't think anybody got like totally left out. That was unfair. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought you should probably could have put A and M in. Um, they made the. You so don't have strong finals. feelings about that. You do. I said you don't because like I feel like a lot. Of, that's the the common one that most people are upset about is Texas A and M. Yeah. I, I could see putting them in. I, I think they got uh, a little bit of a raw deal. I don't know who you'd take out. I mean, Wyoming. Not I, to be confused with Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Not to be confused. Not to be confused. Who I don't have in my bracket. They're not here on my list. Corpus Christi. <laughs> who are they playing? They played, what, Southern in one of the brackets? They the, the are Cardinals? playing on Wednesday. first, Or, excuse me, Tuesday, first four. They're playing Texas Southern. And Texas Southern is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Total for it, 134-and-a-half. I would say I'm not betting that game, but who are we kidding? Come on. I mean, there's only there's like two games on Tuesday. Yeah, what, what gotta, are we gonna do? You have to bet both of them. What are we gonna do? I mean, seriously, <laughs> I wish there were one more of them options. being yeah. Indiana and Wyoming, though. That would be fun. Yeah, go go Wyoming, right? Yeah, kind of, kind of surprised was, to see that. I was surprised they got in. I, I thought the committee would screw them. They're a smaller school, you know, kind of off the radar, but they're uh, they're pretty yeah. good. They're, you know, they got EK e Maldonado. Those are two good, uh, two really good scorers. They have a good coach. I think they could be dangerous. What what is that? Wyoming plus three, three and a half. That is on Tuesday, and it is Wyoming plus four on Bet Rivers. Ooh, I will take those four points. I will gladly right? take those four points, yes. Yeah. I, I like that kind of, actually. Um, yeah, in terms of teams that they got screwed, the other thing, only thing was Virginia Tech having to face Florida Gulf Coast. I don't know. Not, not a great first matchup for them either. Yeah. What's the line on that one? Let's take a look on Bat Rivers Sportsbook. You can check it out yourself and find all the odds. Mm. Virginia Tech. That's probably going to be around a pick em. It is Virginia Tech plus one. Okay. First Texas. Okay. Um, and that's Friday, actually. Virginia Tech plus first Texas. Uh, 124, the total for that one. That is going to be brutal. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't asked me yet about your team. I, I already made a bet in that game. I did take Akron plus the 14 and a half. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. I, I was actually watching VEASAN's coverage of this. They did their bracket breakdown show. And Matt Eumann's on there. Uh, Stormy, I think Tim. Just about everybody in agreement that, that this was too big of a line for UCLA-Akron. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I like Akron. They do a good job getting back in transition. Uh, you know, They defend the rim well. They run a lot of pick and roll. Uh, I think UCLA is not the kind of team to bury you. You know, they run that pack line defense. They a lot of their mm -hmm. their uh, their game is mid range. So I don't know that they'll pull away here from Akron. Akron's a pretty good team. You know, they had a nice showing in the uh, in the MAC tournament. So I I think this line's a little high. Uh, I would guess this closes. I don't know, 12, 11s might maybe too small, but I I th does think that I do think this moves in uh in Akron's favor. I think the 14's too much. 14 and a half's too much. 
Yeah, I mean, the more I look at Akron, I'm more I'm a little bit more impressed. Obviously, they're the MAC tournament champion. They beat Kent State Saturday night. They went 24 and nine. They won eight games in a row most recently. They've had four players averaging double figures. Um, they do have a six-eight guy, which could be potentially problematic for UCLA, who was dealing with some foul trouble when they faced Arizona's bigs. Um, and Akron, best scoring defense in the MAC and number yeah. 24 scoring defense in the nation. Now adjusted for pace, their defense number 166 in the country. But could be an interesting interesting matchup for UCLA. And I, to your point, I do think that UCLA doesn't need to blow teams out and, and isn't a team that normally does that. Their offense is not necessarily their biggest strength. So I completely understand why people want to look to Akron for this one, uh, for this game on Thursday uh, in Portland. Yeah, Portland. Yeah, and plus you're going to win the game. You're going to play again on Saturday. You're not going to look for style points here. You'll just you know what, take your 10, 12-point win and, and go about your business. So I, I do think that line's a little high. So something UCLA fans were kind of upset about, so I'm interested to get your take as a non, non-biased person in the situation, obviously, uh, was they do avoid a matchup with Gonzaga, right, by not being in the West with them, but most metrics had UCLA above Texas Tech, which would have put them in San Diego for the first and second games, but instead Texas Tech gets that spot. What are your thoughts? Okay, um, so what, what is it there? Yeah, I, The I'm Red Ravers, number that. three seed in San Diego. And that makes UCLA up to Portland, which I don't think is terrible. They're still on the West Coast. Yeah, and it's not fair to give these teams home court. You try to make these, it's not like it's tough because they want to sell tickets, but it's really not fair to the other team if you're going to give somebody basically a home game. So I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of yeah. fair. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I understand that UCLA fans, I mean, just in terms of the metrics at least, yeah, UCLA above Texas Tech in theory. Um, it was actually interesting too because Martin Jarman, the UCLA athletic director, was a part of this committee or in the room and stuff. And he said that for that reason, he was unable to watch UCLA Arizona while serving on the NCAA tournament selection committee. So he found out the outcome, you know, when Arizona was announced as the automatic qualifier, he said that he reached out to McCrone and told him, don't worry, it's March, it's your time. But it is interesting too, right? Cause you're like, Oh, well, wasn't even able to watch. Right. <laughs> and he's in there. I feel like, um, which he- by the way, UCLA, Arizona, Whew. Oh, that what was a, a fun high, game. high level basketball. That looked game. like Final Four basketball. High level basketball game. Yeah, Arizona boy, they're good. Is really, really good. Uh, yeah, they are just so athletic. They are. Uh, they're going to be a lot of people's pick to win it all, and I, I could certainly understand that. Yeah, I mean it's tough because we obviously know that their point guard Kirk Krista, uh suffered an ankle injury with one minute left in the semifinal game, so they played without him in the final for the Pac-12 championship. But they got it done still, and it's just like I was watching UCLA and thinking, just good on them for keeping that game close because of how insane Arizona was. There wasn't much more UCLA could have done in that situation. I don't know how many other teams are built to match up with Arizona. Maybe a Gonzaga. Um, but I think it's going to be really tough for a lot of these teams. Now, again, with the asterisk of Kirk Krista being a question mark for them, they're hoping to get him back, and maybe they have to go a game or two without him. Um, but I think they'll be able to do that. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll certainly be a popular uh, title pick. I think they are plus 650 at Bet River Sportsbook, and Zag is the short shot. Then you got the Kentuckys, Kansas, Dukes, the usual suspects. So yeah. any, any of these kind of catch your eye in terms of tournament futures? Uh, you know how much I love to bet futures. I... When I'm looking at who I think to win it, it's nothing that's not super chalky. I think Tennessee is kind of interesting. I feel like they're peaking at the right time. They're kind of a, a scrappy, tough team. Um, Kentucky's talent is just yeah. off the charts, right? I mean, National Player of the Year front runner Oscar. I mean, I'm going to try what Shabib Shabibwe. Yeah, I think it's Shibwe. 
Shibwe. Uh, and then they have Kellen Grady, who's this great sharpshooter, their point guard, obviously. Um, Jacob Toppin, Tie-Dye Washington. There's just like a loaded, loaded roster for Kentucky. And I feel like I don't hear a lot of people talking about them. Uh, maybe that's just my West Coast I agree. bias. No, I here. agree. They are, especially for Kentucky, Calipari. They're usually like, that's like yeah. a high, uh, a high level, like marquee team that gets a lot of attention. They really don't have that kind of spotlight on them this year. I don't know if it's because mm-hmm. they don't have that one and done that Anthony Davis type of guy that, you know, they're not mm-hmm. getting that attention. But I, I agree for, you know, one, two seed, they are kind of flying under the radar here. What they, they got a two seed. So, yeah, they're kind of flying under the radar here. I agree with that. You know who didn't really catch my eye as far as the one seeds it's kansas actually yeah, i don't know too. why i'm not sold on kansas why are you not sold on? i'm kansas? never sold on kansas they always yeah. kind of get upset i mean they won it that one year what was it oh eight when they almost lost to memphis they probably should have lost to memphis every year though it seems like they get upset whether it's uh bucknell beat them one year um what southern did northern iowa upset them a while a while back they just they, they seem to stub their toe a lot and they, i don't think they defend well enough so I, i'm not big on kansas again though they got a pretty uh pretty easy draw here while we're talking about the one seeds, Gonzaga kind of touched on this. Not as easy as last year, basically just a red carpet for them to the yeah. to the final game. This year, not the case. And also, I don't think they're as strong this year. Yes, I know we have Chet Holmgren, who's just a freak of nature, just so large and so athletic, but don't think necessarily as strong as they were last year. And last year, they were like presumed to win this, and then Baylor comes in and just like wasn't even an entertaining championship game. So not as easy of a path for them this year. Where does Gonzaga kind of sit for you? I'm with you. Uh, last year was definitely that that title game was something that makes you kind of think twice about them. But they they can make you look bad, and maybe you know they mm. win it the year after. You think they're going to win it? Uh, plus three fifty to me. I would need longer odds, but but I'd be shocked if they're if they're holding up the uh, holding up the trophy here in two or three weeks. I, I would not. But again, I don't know that that's a ton of value. Should be a hell of a tournament. I mean, I, I'm really excited for it. Some of these teams are really good. I'd be curious to see if we get, you know, a lot of upsets with this depth, with this balance. Will it lead to, you know, more upsets, fewer upsets? I'm not really sure, but it's just going to be so much fun. I feel like the conversations I've heard surrounding the tournament so far in the betting community has been that it's going to be a very chalky tournament. Do you feel like that's something they say every year, or do you feel like that's something that's going to be ring a little bit what's, more true this year? What well, What's kind of the uh, the reasoning behind that, you think? Like what? Why? What, what were people saying? I just like, think people think the top is the top this year. Like the cream has risen to the top, and that it's going to be hard to knock off any of those top teams. Yeah. While there's not that one dominant dominant team like Gonzaga and Baylor last year, mm-hmm. there are like 10, 12, maybe fourteen teams that are really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. Not that they don't have flaws. Like I could see Auburn getting picked off early. Um, oh yeah, I Auburn's the team I want to fade. Yes, big time, big time. Now their talent, their upside's really good. Their guards are just so hit or miss. You know, they mm-hmm. could beat anybody by twenty. They could lose to anybody. Uh, Duke, I could see getting upset early. Purdue, I could see getting upset early just because they can't defend. So um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, What I was also noting, too, is obviously Tommy Lloyd took over at Arizona and just what an incredible change in just a year for them. And if they win this and Gonzaga doesn't, or what if we see like a a protege versus a Mark Few game here with Arizona Gonzaga? I guess we can't see that, but... um, I just was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be terrible if Arizona won? Uh, I'm not sure. Is the bracket? Well, they could play in the. I mean, they could play at some point if they both keep winning. They're going to play each other. Oh yeah, no, they could play in the championship. Yeah, because South versus West. Um. Oh man, 
if we had just like Mark View and his protege, Tommy Lloyd, facing off. And if Arizona won, I would be so sad if Arizona won and Gonzaga couldn't get their natty. <laughs> I would just be so sad for Mark View. It's on the table. That's going to be a lot of people's pick probably to uh, to be in the finals. If they, I'm trying to, again, these brackets are still fresh to us, just kind of getting yeah. familiarity with who's on what side. But yeah, Arizona versus There's Gonzaga. There's so many, t- I mean, that- 68 teams, all these matchups. It's a lot to go through. Yeah. Especially when your brain's just fried after you know betting from Wednesday to Sunday this this week, it's just been exhausting between you know the conference tournaments. It seems like it was backloaded this year too. I was burnt last week. Yeah, I was burnt out. So many, and I games. was like, shoot, March is here. There's no time to be burnt out. Yeah, um, today was a little bit of like a letdown. There was a little bit of a withdrawal with the only four or five games after having yeah. like 30, 40 games a day. I think on on Friday there was like a hundred hundred games, something insane on Friday. So maybe not a hundred, but Certainly felt like a hundred, but uh, it's good. It's good. Are you gonna get into the NIT at all, or no? Are you just the NCAA tournament? Oh, I'm gonna stick to the tournament because I might look at the women's tournament as well for the NCAA tournament. I mean, Stanford is the a one seed for sure. I think got to be in the top towards the favorites to win it all. And yeah, it's a little bit more chalky in the women's basketball side of things. But this year, I don't know. We could see a little bit more upsets in that bracket. Uh, so that'll be interesting. So just between those two things, there's gonna be no time for the NIT for me. Um, but I am considering going down to San Diego to see this first round um, because that is where my brother lives. And so maybe I can go down and check out the games on Friday. What um, gym is that? Is that San Diego State's gym they play at? I wonder because I wonder if what it is for San Diego. Well, if you're going, um, you got to know where you're going. You can't just drive around until you find a basketball game. No, no. I, I just show up and then the brother drives, you know. I got you. I do the least amount of work possible, you know. Um, but yeah, it should be, it should be a really fun time. I don't know. I don't know. We look at this first day too on Tuesday, like Indiana, Wyoming, and then Texas A&M Corpus Christi versus Texas Southern. Um, now are you old enough to remember when they didn't have these playing games? It used to be, you got the bracket Sunday and then the tournament didn't start till Thursday at noon. Thursday at noon was the tournament. There was no playing on Tuesday and Wednesday. Are you old enough to remember that or no? I'm, I'm old enough. Yeah. I'm well above 18, unfortunately. I'm Um, I'm trying to think of when it started. The first year of this, 2010, 2011, it's not, I mean, it's not super new, but it's somewhat recent. I want to say like 2011, 2010, 2011 was the first year of this. Yeah. Uh, Speaking too of being burnt out and just trying to, just trying to get our bearings here with college basketball. Let's have Tom Brady just drop a bomb in the mix. Can we just just drop this in the middle of the pot as well? That was strange timing. Very strange time. Like, wait a day. Like, I kind guess, of annoying. Yeah, I guess what Schefter said is some of these free agents or free agents to be for Tampa had tomorrow as their deadline to either opt okay. in or opt out. And he wanted to send a signal, hey, stick around because I'm going to be here. So I agree with you. Don't don't upstage the tournament. That's that's too much. I, 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 it's Saturday. I, uh, yeah, or text them. You got these guys' numbers. Say, hey, I'm not gonna make it, but but I am coming back. I don't wanna or or do it before. I mean, look, he can do whatever he wants. But yeah, that was very strange. Very strange. Why why unretire, retire six weeks later? That whole thing was, uh, there's just the timing of it was odd. Especially, you know, going into the Rams game, I never thought for a second he'd retire. Then that weekend, you mm-hmm. started to hear more and more. This could be it, and it was kind of out of nowhere. Then it seemed like, all right, he really is going to retire, which he did. He now like he wrote isn't. the posts. He did, and then everyone's like, oh, he never said retire. Da da da. Whatever. Yeah. He he went through the rigmarole. He dragged us through it. And he got his retirement farewell. So next time he retires, he doesn't get that. Next time he retires, he just goes away. You can't have two <laughs> we or three already retirements. Did it. Yeah. Already you don't get it. two funerals. Yes. Yeah. Good way of putting it. Absolutely. Good job. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. See the Lakers score, um, by the way? I'm trying not to. The Lakers are playing the Suns, and the Suns are just putting on a clinic, apparently. Shocker. So. I believe it was 48-22 after the first quarter. Mm, yeah. Well, there's a reason that I didn't talk about the Lakers in Friday's pod yeah. because uh, there wasn't much to say. But Anthony Davis news, Anthony Davis injury update. He's out of the walking boot. He's set to get another MRI on his foot this week and then also resume on-court shooting drills on Monday per Frank Vogel. So that'll be close to about four weeks since he was out on February 16th. I think if you gave Vogel truth serum, he's just dying to get fired. He's like, please. Every day he wakes up checking his phone. He's like, why have they not fired Most me yet? Please man. get me out of here. I got my money. I got my championship. I'll go do ESPN for a year or two. Like, get me the hell out of here. I do not need Westbrook taking another 21-footer with 17 seconds left on the shot clock. Just get me out of here. Yeah, and I feel bad because, you know, the, all the conversations coming up about Westbrook being upset about them saying Westbrook and getting threats and things like that. I feel like this can't be new to him. He's been in the NBA for how many years now? But maybe it hasn't been to this degree. Uh, but why are we still throwing those shots up is my it's question. It's so bad. It's so bad. And he's always just so surly to the media. And look, death threats to the family, nobody's going to defend that. But look, you're making <laughs> $45 million a year. People calling you Westbrook, Westbrook, you can live with that. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. That you got to get yeah. over uh, back to the tournament here. Teams that shouldn't have got in. Anybody for you? Because I don't want to say this because I know we're doing the New York City cast, but Rutgers, big question mark. Yeah, they got they had enough wins. I, I wasn't sure if they'd be in in or on the first four. Uh, I'm not shocked they're in the first four, but I, I thought they'd be in. I mean, they have wins over who is it? Michigan State, uh, Iowa, Purdue. Ohio State, Purdue. Yeah, they had enough to get in. They had enough to get in. I think the bubble was pretty weak too, which helped them. Wake lost early. Uh, Michigan, I thought Michigan being safely in was interesting. They were only a few games mm -hmm. over 500. Now, I know they had a tough strength to schedule, but um, I thought they might be on the first four in. I didn't know that they'd miss it altogether, but nobody can go crazy about either way. I, I think A&M could have gotten in. Not crazy that they didn't get in. Uh, I, I thought the seedings were a little bit, you know, you could quibble with it. But for the most part, I don't think anybody just got totally hosed getting left out. And I don't think anybody made it that were like, oh, my God, I don't know how they got in. Yeah, there didn't seem to like be a large uprage. I mean, really, the Texas A&M was the biggest thing that I saw people kind of getting in a tizzy about, if you will. But the Big Ten, nine teams again. We we thought six for sure were going. Three were on the bubble, and all three bubble teams got in. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, and they Rutgers haven't and won one since four. what? Michigan State in 2001? I'm trying to think if anybody in the Big Ten has won one since. I don't think so. I love I love that you're pulling that out. I love that you're pulling that stuff. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think so. Somebody was talking about who who are the only three teams that have won on the West in a while, and it was UCLA, Arizona, and I think UNLV or something in the last I don't know two decades, something like that. And we're like, well, just do that for every conference then, because you know, it's it's unfair to like single out the West. I feel like the Pac-12 really just gets a little bit a, a little bit like nobody really believes in them, and I get it with the with football, but with basketball, it's it's kind of silly. When's UCLA's last one? Was that '96? Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, sounds so. right. Uh, anybody, yeah. any upsets you like first round? Anyone that jump off to you? Maybe. 13, 14 um, seed, anything like that? Yeah, you might be no. right. I think it was 90, 95, I think maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, not necessarily. I was looking at like some longer shots. When we talk about Cinderella teams, right, which would be teams that like were, no one would expect necessarily to, to be able to actually get, you know, go the distance, if you will. People talk about Chattanooga. They're really hot on them. Um, they'll face number four, Illinois, first. And then um, after Illinois, they would face either Houston or UAB if they got past Illinois in the round of 32. They're a really well-coached team. Obviously, Lamont Paris, they're deep. 
maybe capable of getting to a Sweet 16. I don't know, something like that. Chattanooga is kind of interesting. And then Colgate is a big team that everyone's talking yeah. about. Not just a toothpaste here, guys. Also Raiders. Um, they're the favorite kind of here, right? Uh, as far as these smaller, smaller whatever, mid-majors, if you will. Um, but Colgate. That's when I really like. Averaging like 10 three pointers a game or something. Oh, like, they can really shoot. Team. Yeah, they can absolutely shoot. And Wisconsin, you know, they can go through droughts offensively. I think that's a close game. I think that's another one the line will move. If you like Colgate, which I do, I, I would bet that early. I think that line's going to move. I definitely like Colgate. Uh, just a couple more here. I think Vermont will give Arkansas fits. I think uh, Arkansas mm. likes to get in transition. Vermont's very good at getting back. They do a lot of post ups, a lot of cutting on offense. Vermont does. I think Arkansas can struggle defending that. So I think Arkansas, I think for, uh, Vermont's a good bet. Although that opened seven, seven and a half, that's already down to five and a half. So it's mm. tough. The good numbers, they go quickly. You know, people are smart and, and they move the, you know, bad numbers, uh, get bet, get bet and bet quickly. So still lean towards it at five and a half, but obviously you like it seven and a half a lot more. Um, and then UConn, I'm going to talk about this one on my open. Uh, yeah. UConn, that's a lot of points. They struggle to shoot. They New Mexico are, State. Yeah. UConn's athletic. They play good defense, but they go long stretches where they can't hit a shot. And uh, New Mexico State can defend. They're big. Uh, they got Teddy Buckets there averaging 20 points a game. Uh, that, that's a good New Mexico State team. Um, now, if somebody gets a big lead, I don't know that they have the offense to catch up. But to me, mm. I think that one's taking some money down a, from seven to six and a half. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, those those are three dogs that definitely jump off the page to me. Yeah, I completely agree with you. New Mexico State definitely worth taking a look at here. And then Colgate, I think, was eight and a half. It's I'm sure it's been bet down a little bit since then. Um that toothpaste money. You know what you know who else got bet, believe it or not? Georgia State against Gonzaga. That opened twenty six. A lot of people like Georgia State. I haven't watched them a lot. I, I might have watched part of their conference tournament, but a lot of people bet Georgia State that opened twenty six. That's down twenty three and a half, twenty four. Yeah, well, that was such a such a crazy spread too. They talked about how that opened at different spots in such crazy places, twenty to twenty seven, and then it kind of had to settle in the middle. What about USC before we go to USC and Miami? USC a one point favorite, so might as well just bet the money line at this point. Total sitting at one thirty nine and a half. Yeah, Miami's one actually that I'm surprised they got in or they got it as comfortably in as they did. I think Joe Lenardi, who's mm -hmm. usually pretty accurate with this, had them on the last four in. Uh, really close to missing it, maybe the, the last team or two in, and they were pretty comfortably in at the 10 seed, which I uh, which I was a little surprised by. I, I would lean USC here. You've watched USC a lot mm -hmm. more than me. Do you have any feel for it? Uh, they have not been playing well as of late, is what I will say, but they've also been facing teams like UCLA and Arizona, which are really, really high-caliber teams, so take that with a grain of salt. Uh, but I think that they win this. I think they cover. I think they advance. And if they do, they face the winner of Auburn, Jacksonville State. So maybe they face Auburn, and then I think they can get by Auburn as well. So it right. be interesting. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited. Also, Cal State Fullerton in for LA teams as well, <laughs> if you can believe it. Uh, number 15 seed in the West region, and they face number two Duke in Greenville on Friday. So, Lakers fans should have the Lakers, you know, they should put the Lakers in the NCAA tournament so they can win a couple games. I mean, they're not beating any of these NBA teams. Put them as like a, a six seed in the NCAA tournament and see if they could beat, you know, Miami or whoever the hell these teams are because they're not beating anyone okay. in the NBA. Okay. The Lakers disrespect is large. I feel bad. I feel bad if Lakers fans weren't, you know, the way they are about it. Anyways, um, lots to look forward to. Well, I'm really excited. This is about to be the craziest part of, I think, our season. To me, this is crazier than football. There's, yeah, I mean, it's one and done. There's so many teams. And it's a, it's, it's a quick sprint. I mean, you go from Thursday, the first weekend. By the time, I always think from Thursday to Sunday, 
it's it's an event it's uh you know everyone's in on it if you work at an office like everyone's talking about it by the time sunday ends you know it just turns into a basketball tournament once you're from the sweet 16 on i feel like it's not as much of you know it's more just game it's more of a normal sporting event but from thursday to sunday it's all consuming it's you know upsets and buzzer beaters it's everything we love about the tournament and then it it kind of phases out from thursday on into just you know a normal basketball tournament but it's the best. I mean, the oh. first the first two days, the first four days, it, it's as good as anything in sports. It really is. I know. I completely agree with you. It had me considering. I was like, do I go out to Vegas this weekend? But then I was like, ah, oh, it's going to be a mess, a mess of people. Um, have you have you been out to Vegas for this tournament before? Conference tournament week usually. Conference tournament yeah. week is uh, is a good week too because there's just so many games. But I, I've heard it's great for uh, for March Madness as well. I don't think I've been there for March Madness, yeah. but just or, or the actual tournament, but the conference tournament week. I think I'm going to get a little FOMO, but maybe that's why I'll try to head to the San Diego branch of this at least. And I believe Arizona playing in that, so maybe I'll get a second look at them. Um, but lots to look forward to in March. And, and, of course, thanks so much to Will Hill for crossing over with me on this pod. All right, DA, good luck in the tournament. We'll talk soon. Yeah. There you have it. Thanks again to Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, for crossing over with me today. And shout out to Bet River Sportsbook, of course. As always, remember, new episodes new shows of the los angeles city cast three times a week monday wednesday and friday that means yes we got you through tuesday for that first four but there's also first four going on wednesday we'll talk about it in that show and also ucla in action on thursday in portland you know i'm going to talk about that and so much more when i'm back on wednesday's show so come on back for more of the los angeles city cast presented by bet river sportsbook looking for a hot tip to bet on check out the new match tips at bet river sportsbook The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to BetRivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the BetRivers mobile app or go to BetRivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where BetRivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House.